Blessings of peace, beloved of God. Welcome to Breaking Open the Word, the Sunday edition of the God Minute. As usual, I am Father Michael. (laughs) Today, the church celebrates the third Sunday in ordinary time. And the gospel chosen for us today is from the fourth chapter of Matthew's gospel, verses 12 through 23. So let's take a minute, place ourselves in the Lord's presence, and listen to his word. When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and went to live in Capernaum by the sea in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali, that what had been said through Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun, land of Naphtali, the way to the sea, beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sit in darkness have seen a great light. On those dwelling in a land overshadowed by death, light has arisen. From that time on, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. As he was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother Andrew, casting a net into the sea. They were fishermen. He said to them, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. He walked along from there and saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets. He called them, and immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. He went around all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and curing every disease and illness among the people. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. A man was invited to a barbecue at the ranch of a very wealthy Texan. He had a huge ranch, thousands and thousands of acres. And on the ranch, he had a large, lighted swimming pool in which he kept a shark, The Texan entertained regularly, and sometime during the evening at every party, he invited all the guests to the swimming pool. Then he offered this challenge. If any of you will swim the length of this pool, I will give you one of three things. Ten million dollars, half of my ranch, or the hand of my lovely daughter in marriage. But I must warn you, there is a shark in them there waters. Just as he finished saying all of this, there was a big splash, and a man, smartly dressed in his evening attire, swam the length of the entire pool, chased by the shark. He made it to the end of the pool and climbed out just as the shark thudded into the wall. Congratulations, said the Texan. You are the first person who has ever done that. Now, what would you like? The $10 million? 
No, thank you, sir, said the man. Would you like half my ranch? Again, the man replied, No, thank you. Oh, the Texan said, You haunt the hand of my daughter in marriage. Once more, the man said, No, thank you. Well, well, what do you want? asked the Texan. The man replied, I want the name of the person who pushed me in the pool. <laughs> uh, I always get so carried on by these <laughs> jokes. Look, Christ, by his grace, has called each of us by name. He has called us individually and communally to do his work here on earth. What we must remember is that answering his call, we acknowledge that he has what's best in store for us and that we can become the best me and the best you if we follow his example. Jesus called those fishermen on the shore saying, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Honestly, it doesn't seem very likely that professional fishermen would develop into apostles. I mean, let's face it. Jesus would have had a much better chance with theologians or even the teachers of the law. These men were skillful fishermen. They knew how to handle a net and a boat. But I don't know if living as an apostle would be it doesn't seem likely that they would be very much at home uh, preaching and teaching, not to mention building an entire universal church that now has a membership of 1.3 billion worldwide. But apparently Jesus knew what he was doing. Just about anyone would have said, you can't make these peasants of Galilee founders of your church. But that's exactly what Jesus did. And how much more likely is God to make something beautiful out of ordinary people like you and me? You see, in order to become something new in Christ, we must first repent of what we've done wrong in the past and rejoice in what will become of us if we allow Christ to mold us into his servants in order to be the best you and the best me for which we've been created. When we humble ourselves in the sight of God by a sense of our own unworthiness, we can feel encouraged to follow Jesus because of what we can become in following his example. We have to place our trust in him. We have to listen to that invitation, follow me and I will make you whatever. And then follow him with a servant heart. Come and follow me is Jesus' call to each of us so that we're able to hear and know clearly in our own lives the unique call God has for each one of us. God has something that he wants each one of us to do. And whatever it is, we will know that it is the right thing for us according to his will and our own gifts and talents. You know, people will often ask, how can I ever be certain that what I'm doing is what God wants me to do? Well, when we fix our gaze upon Christ, when we put that relationship first above everything else, 
we can be certain it is he who leads us and guides us into a life that blesses God and fulfills our life purpose. Today's gospel allows us to take those very first steps with Jesus in his public ministry. We hear him proclaiming the good news and choosing ordinary individuals to assist him on his mission to awaken in others a deeper relationship with the Lord. What we've come to discover is that these ordinary people, like me and you, will fulfill their role by being in relationship with Christ and following his example. When I was called, I wasn't a fisherman. I was a high school student. And I talked with a number of people and asked them, do you think this is what God is calling me to? Do you think I should be a priest? What was interesting is everybody had their own opinion of what kind of priest I should be. Dominican, Jesuit, Vincentian, diocesan. All I wanted to be was a a good, holy priest. I began with the very first step that someone gave me. Say yes every day and watch how beautiful your life will become. And it worked. We all have been chosen. Each of us have our individual roles in which we must attend to God's work as mother, father, brother, sister, teacher, student, religious or layperson. We must be in relationship with God in order that we might do his work and bring others to him by our words and our example. We need not worry about how to do things or fear being chased by our enemies or even a shark for that matter. God will be with us and with a joyful attitude and a desire to faithfully accomplish God's will, we will fulfill our life purpose and obtain the reward of the kingdom that God has promised for us. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Brothers and sisters, take good care of yourself and one another, and we'll see you tomorrow.